And welcome to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. And Scott. And this week we'll be giving you our analysis on all that happened over week 10 of the NFL. And if you like this podcast, we encourage you to follow on Spotify or YouTube. And your viewership is greatly appreciated. And man, what a crazy game that Bill's Vikings game was. Wasn't the official game of the week, but it definitely was the most exciting game that happened over this week. What a crazy amount that could happen in just a few minutes. Yes. For sure. Where you had the Vikings driving all the way down the field to lose a turnover on downs, only to gain it right back off a fumble snap when it looked like Buffalo had the game in hand. Crazy ending to that game. Where Buffalo is able to come back down the field, kick a field goal and send things overtime. Where Minnesota will then kick a field goal, and Buffalo drives back down the field yet again, looking like they're about to score a touchdown before Josh Allen throws yet another red zone interception. Yeah, that's, what, two this game, right? Yes. And then he also had, like, one or two last game as well, if I believe. Yeah, one last game, and then uh, one in Green Bay. Yeah, so uh, uh, not a very good trend for Josh here, but a really exciting game. You got to see the battle of two of the best receivers in the league, Diggs and Jefferson. Obviously, they have ties there with the uh, the trade that happened. You got to see Case Keenum. Hopefully, uh, A lot of people were hoping he was going to play. Uh, Bills fans maybe wanted to rest Josh Allen, but besides those uh, picks, it didn't look like he had any physical limitations. Yeah, putting up a, a very Josh Allen-y game. Yeah, 43 Maybe. passing attempts. Yeah, tons of yards. He threw some touchdowns, but then, of course, throwing some picks. And that seems to be something that has plagued him quite a bit as of late. Yeah, especially this year. Just, I think, all year, kind of throwing some, some untimely picks. And very interesting by Buffalo, who really got away from their running game in the second half, despite being up by a lot of scores. And there's something we touched on with Green Bay. We talked about why would you take your rushing offense off the field when they're working well in the first half and you're up. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, I've, I've noticed that with Buffalo, too. It's not even that they have a bad rushing attack. Like, Singletary's been killing it from what I've seen. And they just seem to get away from that in the second half. And the Bills have really actually struggled in the red zone quite a bit. Yes. And have. also have... Rushed it very few times, a lot of people have noted. They've gone spread quite a lot, and that could be part of their struggles in the red zone, is they just refuse to run. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for passing. I absolutely love passing, and keep the ball in your best player's hand, Josh Allen, but eventually you've got to mix it up a little bit and get some runs in there, too. Yes, because your passing attack is going to be a lot less effective if nobody is fearing your run game, and nobody is, uh, it's, everyone's expecting you to pass, then you're going to have a lot harder time no matter how good your quarterbacks or receivers are. Absolutely. And for Minnesota, moves to 8-1. A bit of a surprising season for them. Yes, stunning, to be honest. And they sit firmly top the NFC North, where it looks like they will very soon lock that up. Oh, they should have it wrapped up by Thanksgiving, but yeah, really good season. Like, Dalvin Cook's been playing well. Kirk Cousins has been playing uncharacteristically well. And, of course, Justin Jefferson may be the best receiver in the league right now. They have a really solid core on offense. Not to mention a very nice game from TJ Hawkinson as well, going yeah. 7 for 45. Yeah, I think he could be a premier tight end in the league, and I think he's finally uh, his potential is finally being seen by the league now that he's not on Detroit. Absolutely. 
And mm-hmm. for the Bills, like as I know you're a Bills fan, like what is this game concerning you in any way? Are you at all concerned with their outlook for the rest of the season and their Super Bowl hopes? And if you are, you know what what do they kind of have to do? You think to kind of get over this? Well, I think there's a fine line between concerned and hitting the panic button. There are so a couple of things that concern me about this team, but overall, long term, I think they're things that they can correct and get back on course to be a team that's going to continue to contend for a Super Bowl this year. I don't see anything that's going to particularly stop them from that. They've had some definitely struggles on offense, especially turning the ball over and getting it to players not named Stephon Diggs. But I believe that they have what it takes to turn around. I mean, they have had quite a few injuries, especially this week on defense, missing Gregory Rousseau, Jordan Poyer, still no Tredavious White. Yeah, so it feels like they're shooting themselves in the foot more than they're playing a good game and just coming up short. Yes. So, yeah, I I mean, yeah, I feel like that was kind of what the Packers were doing early on in the year as well. But, yeah, Vikings are for real. If there's any doubt about that before this game, there's no doubt about it now. So start. it's time to start taking them seriously, possibly the best team in the NFC after that uh, loss by the Eagles on Monday. But, um, yeah, they're looking really good. Let's get into our next game with our previously mentioned Green Bay Packers. Yes, and a heartening win, the first win in over a month. And it just feels weird to see them on the winning column, but a pretty decent game in which you saw them rush twenty or 37 times uh, with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And generating some good rushing attack opened up the passing game, specifically for Christian Watson, who had four catches for 170 yards and three touchdowns in this game. Really good to see. Yeah, very good to see, and very nice to see for Aaron Rodgers as well, with a very efficient game going 14 for 20 for 224 yards and three passing touchdowns. Yeah, 146 passer rating. Yeah, really good, and Green Bay, I think, doing some of what they do best, really getting their rushing game in, and Rodgers was really showing off what he can do and looked very good when he had the chance. Yes, as I said before, he he did not look washed to me. I just think he was having a trust issue there, but with all the receivers out and the injuries... He kind of was forced to go to Watson, even though Watson kind of dropped his first couple balls. And everyone was thinking at the beginning of the game, it's like, oh boy, here we go again. But he had no choice to keep throwing it to his uh, his receiver. And Watson really came through this game with a big win against Dallas. Yeah, and you've got a big game coming up on Thursday night versus Tennessee. Yep, short week. I mean, that could really be a big test to see where your scene's going to go if you think there's any chance. Yeah. that you might be able to contend for a playoff spot, there's your time to show it. All right, I really like the the quick turnaround for Green Bay because they have all the momentum going into this game. They're juiced up. Just a, like a week ago, they were lost to the Lions. It felt like doom and gloom. They've hit a, a, the basement here. It's 3-6. and six. Now they have a chance to get two wins within like 10 days. It's completely just kind of flipped the script on the season. So I do like the short week for them this week. But as for Dallas... Man, I don't, I don't know what to think of them. Any, every time I'm ready to crown them as kind of a good, a great team, they just go and do something like this, and Dak Prescott just being really inconsistent. Yes, I would be reluctant as well to crown them as great, but I still believe they're firmly in the second tier of the NFC yes. and are a good team and are going to be hard to deal with in the playoffs. Yeah, and that division, it looks like it could be up for grabs with Philadelphia getting a bad loss, so who knows, because... NFC East has just been surprising us all this year. Oh, 100% it has. And now we're, we could be talking about the 
any one of these three teams could win this division with the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys all still looking like really good teams. And you look at the upcoming schedules, for Dallas, it definitely gets harder next week with the game against the Vikings, but the Giants have it easy against Detroit, and the, the Eagles are, are traveling to India against a Colts team, which, though a surprising win, they still are definitely a beatable team. So I, I really think that it's probably going to be a Giants-Eagles face-off, but it, it's like any team could easily win this division. I wouldn't be surprised. And speaking of, let's check in on the Eagles game from this week where they were dealt a surprising loss to the Washington Commanders. Yes. Shocking. In, in this one, they had as many turnovers as they've had the entire year. It's, really? Wow. And that definitely played a part into this loss for them. Yeah, and part of the reason their their defense just looked really shaky this game. And part of the reason for this, I think, is I was looking at just kind of the statistics and their defensive numbers, they don't, like, jump out at you and because a lot of it is turnover-based. So they get a lot of their effect, like, their efficiency off turnovers. And when you have that kind of production for your defense is dependent on that, you feel like that's going to regress to the mean at some point. And then you have to figure out, is your defense really good or just have they been getting some good breaks lately? And in this game where they weren't able to really do that, it kind of looked average to me. Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge point. And teams that have a lot of turnovers, defenses that are, are big candidates for regression, as you said. Yeah. So something definitely to pay attention to as Philadelphia's season continues. And Washington, I'm not really still going to really take them seriously. I think they're too under-talented in a league where you just need talent to win. Yeah, absolutely, I would agree with that. But 100%, you were hitting the nail on the head with Heineke over Wentz. Yes. And they would have been much better off making that change a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, are they still... Is Wentz even healthy? Are they just choosing to sit him at this point? Or is he, like, still hurt? I believe he is still hurt. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I would advise them to stick with uh, Heineke. I think everyone wants that. Even the fans, they love Heineke, seems like they're... And have had a decent record with him over the last couple of seasons, whenever he steps in. Yeah, they really have. And it just kind of seems like a waste going out signing Carson Wentz now that you realize that your guy was kind of there under your nose the entire time. And speaking of players that seem to be a waste, let's <laughs> head on over to Indianapolis and Las Vegas. Oh, man. This is probably the most intriguing and shocking game of an, a very intriguing and shocking week in which you saw Matt Ryan, who we all thought was washed, dead, gone, like... Where is he? Sitting on the bench. Nope, he comes back. Has a great game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looks like Jonathan Taylor again. And the Colts roll the Raiders 25-20. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I'd, we'd never see a snap from Matt Ryan in the NFL again. Yes. And a very nice game put together by him. And the Jeff Saturday-led Colts come in and they take one from the Raiders. The very lowly Raiders. Yeah. I mean, Derek Carr, I don't know if you saw his press conference getting really emotional there. I feel bad for him because he's been playing pretty good. Like, if you look at his numbers and his performance, he hasn't been bad. They can, it's just a, a shame. I don't really know how to pinpoint their lack of success, but it's just really frustrating for them. I mean, he's been can't all, seem to find I would say he's been all right, but not great. So I believe some of the blame does have to be pushed onto him. But overall, the team has not been good this year and very underachieving. Yeah, they just cannot. They've. They seem to be able to find a way to lose every single game, just choking every lead away. Half, you know, they they lost like three games by 17, or went after leading by 17, 
Yep. Which is like unheard of in, in Raider history. And just losing at home to a Colts team that has a new head coach that has never coached in the NFL before, coming in on a short week, and you lose to this team, it's just completely unacceptable. Like, something's got to change there. There has to be a change because this is not working. Absolutely. I don't know who's got to go. Maybe the, everyone has to go. But you got to blow this up if you're Vegas. This is just this is unacceptable. Yeah, I would agree. It certainly seems that way. And, you know, we both said these teams are done. Now, with this Matt Ryan thing here, Jeff Saturday, do you think the Colts have a shot? No, I don't. I mean, you're playing a Raiders team that's one of the worst defenses in the league. Even with Matt Ryan back, which I would say is undoubtedly better, mm-hmm. than Sam Ellinger, you're still not going to see much better from a Colts offense than what we've seen all year long. Yeah. I mean, they do, you think probably, I know you think the Titans are kind of a weaker division leader, so you don't think even that could lead them maybe winning the division? Not with the Titans already having two wins over Indianapolis. For them to even catch up, I just feel like that's too out of left field to be able to happen. That's too improbable, really. Yeah, yeah. I agree to an extent. But I could see where, as a Colts fan, you'd be pretty excited because it just the season looked awful. And this is probably the most exciting game they've had so far. So It certainly is, but I expect them to regress in the coming weeks. Yeah, I do too. I think this was just a... A pretty good win for Jeff Saturday, basking it now, but don't really raise your expectations too much. Yes. And as for the Titans, uh, they're one of the more intriguing teams between us two because we have a seem to have a very differing opinion on them. And they prevailed this week over the Broncos 17-10. Ryan Tannehill coming back, throwing for 250 yards. Yeah, the Tennessee passing offense actually seeing some life this week. Yes. Well, Derrick Henry seemed to take a week off. Yeah. <laughs> well, he still had 19 carries. Well, in terms of production, anyway, taking a week off. Yeah, 2.8 average, 53 yards, no so touchdowns. For me personally, it gives a little more confidence in seeing a team that can do a little of both. But going so far in this year, they've been one of the worst passing offenses, really, in the league, having the number 32 in yards per game so far. Yes, even, yes. Even with as good as Derrick Henry's been, the yards per game has been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, and it's probably due to the lack of receivers. Like, your number one is, well, we don't really know who the number one is. Like Robert Woods? Looks like Robert Woods. Like, he's the only name that, you know, most people would recognize. But Nick Westbrook going off for 119 yards. They got Austin Hooper as the tight end. Traylon Burks, the rookie. Like, this is, this is who Ryan Tannehill has to throw to. And they're making do. They're winning games. They're 6-3. and three. So, I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm pretty high in the Titans, to be honest. I would not be surprised if they won a playoff game. Especially with how the AFC is looking right now, they'd be facing well, they'd be facing the Bills, but I expect them to face a team like the Jets or something like that, and I would definitely pick them over the Jets. So, I'll throw in a little unexpected. Mark my words, then. So, mark my words. The Tennessee Titans will win their division and will lose by over twenty points <laughs> in the wild card round. The I'll t- mark that right now. They will lose by over twenty points the Titans, in the wild card round. Titans don't get blown out, okay? Except against the Bills. Titans are they're a good team, you know? They, well, t- they play you hard. They play you tough. You think they're going to get blown out at their own house? I do. Oh, all right. We're marking it, folks. We're marking it, and I'm marking it eagerly because I think you're going to be very wrong on that. But I do have a, a little question for you. So, would you agree or disagree that punts... Are a form of a giveaway 
by an offense. Punts are a form of a giveaway. No, because you're punting it. Well, okay, so but like average punts, like what, like forty yards? Yes. I, I would no. I would say no. Punts punts are. Uh, I mean, you're technically yes, you're giving it to the other team, but if it's fourth down, fourth and ten, I mean, what else? You, what else are you supposed to do? I mean, that's true. But I just saw a bit of an interesting stat. I thought about Tennessee this week. I mean, only ten turnovers this year. Oh, they punt it when they're on the 40 of the other team. Like they What? There is no spot in the field. They will not punt it. Yeah, there is one thing I saw about Tennessee. They have the second most punts in the NFL this oh, year. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. 51. Oh, yeah. Like, every game I, I see them get up to, like, the team's, like, 35 or 40-yard line and, like, oh, field goal. Nope. We're punting it, baby. I mean, Mike Vrabel really trusts his defense. He believes in that, that old-school field position game. So, I mean, hey, he's been getting results so far, but just a bit odd. I, I, to, as a fan, I'm always frustrated when we when we punt inside the other team's territory, though. Yeah, I don't think that kind of strategy is going to work versus a team like Miami, who they seem to be on team on a collision course to play a team like that in the wild card round this year. Yeah, well, yeah, because Miami can go, like, it doesn't matter, like, 98 yards, 75 yards, who cares? Like, Miami can score from anywhere. But, yeah, like, as as a fan, like, if I was a Titans fan, it would be so frustrating to watch because, like, 35, 40-yard line, like, that's field goal territory for an NFL kicker. And to punt, like, this is really frustrating. But I would say no, punts are not, not a giveaway. Okay. All right, so now we're going to give you our predictions for week 11. And uh, both of us not having a great, very great week last week. Yes, uh, with me going 6-8 and eight and Rob going 5-9. and nine. Worst worst week of the year, I think, for both of us combined here. Yes, it would be. And I slipped back under 500 again at 74 <laughs> and 75, while Rob sits at 80 and 69. Yeah, so it's been a crazy year. I mean, can you really blame us for being this bad? Probably, but <laughs> we try our best. And this week we're going to have uh, a pretty tough matchup, I think, between the team we were just talking about, the Titans. Facing the Packers on a short week on Thursday. And this is a difficult game for me to pick, um, but I'm going to divert to you. Who do you got in this one? I have the Green Bay Packers coming on top in this one. Yes. Uh, I can see why you think that. You know, they are they have a lot of momentum coming into this game. They looked better. But I will have the Titans for a couple of reasons. One, I think the Packers, in most games they play physical teams, they get out, they get, uh, out-muscled. So they don't do well against teams like the Titans the Steelers before, the Bills, you know, those hard, roughneck physical teams. I think the Packers just kind of fall over. And two, are we really going to trust Matt LaFleur to actually call the game the right way again? <laughs> because he seems to do it right for a game like in Buffalo and then completely just go back to hero ball with Rodgers. So those are the kind of what's preventing me from picking Green Bay in this game. Yes, and I don't fault you for picking those either, as I kind of waffled on picking the Titans myself, but ultimately settling on Green Bay. All right, and then we got the Chicago Bears facing the Atlanta Falcons. After I marked my words that the Falcons would win the division, they have proceeded to lose two games in a row. So I will pick them to win this game because I still have confidence in in the Falcons. This week I will be picking the Chicago Bears. (laughs) Please, no. (laughs) Uh, Justin Fields looking really good, um, able to just keep running and running. 
He's pretty much their sole source of offense this year. And they're, they have now become an exciting team to watch. So this should be a pretty good game. Yeah, the, here's a little interesting stat of the Bears. Chicago Bears is the first team in NFL history to score at least 29 points in three consecutive games and lose all three. Really? Yes. Wow, that's surprising. And another reason why I kind of wanted to pick the Bears over the Falcons. I mean, Josh Fields has been really amazing as of late, but the Falcons have only scored over 29 points once this year. Mm. Oh, that's surprising to me because their offenses look pretty good. Yes, I would agree that it has looked good, but I will have the Bears prevailing in this one. And then we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo, and I believe you will be at this game, correct? Yes, the first game I'll be attending this year. Very excited to attend this one in Buffalo. Should be an exciting matchup uh, between two northern teams. And who do you got winning this game? I have the Buffalo Bills coming on my top. All right, and I picked the Browns last week, got burned by the Dolphins. Um, I'm going to pick the Browns again this week, and I'm seeing 98% with the Bills. Uh, picked on ESPN, 2% picked the Browns. So last time I picked the Browns, and when they were at 2%, it was against the Bengals, and they won. So I'm trusting the 2% luck here. For no other reason, ladies and gentlemen, than chaos. Do I think the Browns are better than the Bills? No. Do I think the Browns will win? No. But chaos reigns supreme in the NFL this year. That's why I'm picking the Browns. Absolutely it does. And, <laughs> and that might be a good way to pick nowadays. Yes. And it's only a matter of, of subpar weeks before I go completely George Costanza on everyone and pick opposites. We're not there quite yet. We're, we're very close. Very we're, close. We're teetering on the edge here. Yes. <laughs> Uh, then we got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Colts. And uh, before last week, this game was going to be a no-brainer. And Eagles having a rough loss, Colts having a good win. Who do you got winning this game? I myself still believe it to be a no-brainer for Philadelphia. I do. I, too, have Philadelphia prevailing in this game. I think this is going to be kind of a get-right game for them. Yes. And I still believe in them. You know, being a Jalen Hurts doubter to begin the year, uh, he's surprised me a lot. And I still think he... He is a viable uh, QB in the league. I think he's in a, kind of uh, scratching on that elite tier. So I want him to go and prove all the doubters wrong once again. And then we got the battle between two AFC East opponents, both over 500, Jets-Patriots in Foxborough. Who do you got? I have the New York Jets coming on top in this one. All right, so I have the Patriots winning. And these teams, uh, this seems to be kind of a theme with a quick quick turnarounds for matchups because I think these teams faced a couple weeks ago, right? Yes, they did, with a very close game with New England just sneaking it out at the end. Yeah, so I, I, I think I'm also going to take the Patriots again here, but not confident completely. It should be a close game in this one. Yeah, I think it will be a close game, and I think the Jets are, have what it takes to be able to sneak one out this time. Yes, it all depends on uh, how Zach Wilson plays. If he doesn't turn the ball over, I think they, they probably have an edge, but that's never really a safe bet. Absolutely, it is not. <laughs> and then we got two teams who are looking like their season is pretty much over here. The Rams and the Saints. Cooper Cup going on IR with a high ankle sprain. Uh, so who do you got winning this matchup? I have the New Orleans Saints come out on top. Yes, I do as well. And uh, Saints thought they are going to be a lot better than they were this year. I think it's probably time to start Winston. But, um, yeah, it's just been disappointing for the Saints this year. And what looks to be a pretty winnable division in the AFC South. Yeah. Another untimely pick by Andy Dalton. I think it is very much time to give him the kibosh and get Jameis Winston back in there. Yeah, for sure. And the Rams, man, 
I don't think I've ever seen a Super Bowl winning team collapse this much the season after. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a massive, massive collapse yeah. by the Rams to not be anywhere near contention at this point. They have looked downright awful. Yeah. I mean, nobody's taking them seriously, rightfully so. Three and six, just looking completely lifeless on both sides of the ball. Uh, and then we got the Detroit Lions facing the New York Giants. And the Lions coming off a one-point victory to the Bears. They finally won a close game. Who do you have winning this game? So I'll throw in my little chaos pick of the week here and have the Detroit Lions win it. <laughs> okay, I strongly consider this one because I do love the Lions. But I will pick the New York Giants because I think they're like maybe the most clutch team in the league this year. They certainly have been this year. But my, my little reasons of picking why, yet another game of under 200 passing yards for Daniel Jones. <laughs> Has he cracked it all year? He has, okay. at least once. But I do believe that the Lions offense is able to put up a lot of yards, and maybe they can strike the end zone a couple times and sneak out a win over the Giants, who are 7-2 and two and have had a very, very good season so far. Yes. Brian Dayball, no question coach of the year so far. Absolutely. Uh, then we've got the Carolina Panthers versus the Baltimore Ravens, and P.J. Walker is out. He has a high ankle sprain, so it'll be Baker Mayfield leading the Panthers against the Ravens. Probably the better option overall. I think we would both agree. Yes. But the, I think the Baltimore Ravens will come on top in this one. So I'm going to pick the Carolina Panthers to win this game. And uh, I know it's a surprising pick, but chaos. But also a little bit more of an analytical reason here. I saw Baker Mayfield bashing his teammates, giving him head, uh, what is it called, head butts. Without his helmet on, he's fired up, he's juiced up. I think his teammates are going to be juiced up behind him, and they're going to lead the way uh, against the Baltimore Ravens team in Baltimore. Very interesting pick there. Yeah, I think they're going to be fired up. Good win against Atlanta last week, too. Yeah, maybe on to something here. Yeah. We'll <laughs> have to see. And we all know the Ravens can choke. Oh, they've certainly proven that this year. Yes. Ravens, Chargers, Falcons, those are your choke teams. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Washington Commanders, 5-5, five and five, facing the 1-7-1 Texans in Houston. Who do you got winning this game? I have the Washington Commanders winning this one. I do as well. Seems weird. If they win, they'll be 6-5, and five, a team that I thought was one of the, going to be the worst teams in the league this year. No, I thought they would probably be middling to blow average. But, I mean, an impressive win versus Philadelphia. I mean, not like we had talked about. Heineke has been good so far. McLaurin been on an absolute tear as of late. Yeah. And defense looks formidable. Yes, it does. And Chase Young, maybe he's coming back soon. Who knows? But, yeah, definitely the better team over Houston. And then we got the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Denver Broncos. And what's sure to be a barn burner. You can uh, really tell the enthusiasm in my monotone voice. And who do you have winning this game? I have the Denver Broncos. I... (laughs) I have the Las Vegas Raiders. No, never mind. I have the Denver Broncos. <laughs> this game. I'm, I'm sick of picking the Raiders and being disappointed every week. I'm going to pick the Broncos here. I literally just changed it right as I said that. So a little stat on Denver right now. The Denver Broncos would be 8-1 and one if they had scored 18 points in every game they've played this year. Holy smokes. Wow. So their talk, defense is like the best, right? Yeah, if you talk about how good their defense is and just how bad their offense has been... Yeah, it just, and it seems weird. Like I, I, I always thought Russell Wilson was a little bit overrated, but for to him to fall this completely flat, it's just weird. You just, I feel like we're all kind of waiting a little bit for them to have a breakout game. It's just not happening. But 
I believe that versus a lowly Raiders team and a bad defense, uh, Denver will be able to do just enough to sneak out a win yes. in Vegas. I do as well, although I would love to see the Raiders win, but it's just not going to happen. Uh, then we got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Vikings. This is going to be a great game uh, between two good NFC teams. Who do you think wins this one? I have the Dallas Cowboys coming out on top. Oh, upset win. Okay, this is, that's a very Vikings thing to do. Like Vikings coming off a great win. Everyone's like, Vikings are for real. They went into Buffalo. They won the game. The most Vikings thing ever would be to lose this at home to, to Dallas. Uh, despite that, I will pick the Vikings because I just think they're annoyingly good this year. I actually have Dallas and Minnesota on a very similar tier, in my opinion, and I think it should be a close game. But I think Dallas could have what it takes to come out on top here. Yes. I think ultimately it will come down to the Vikings' D-line, getting pressure on Dak, maybe forcing some bad decisions. I like the, the Vikings' weapons a little bit better as well. So I think that'll probably just give them the slight edge here. Yeah. Definitely two of the best defensive lines in the league this year. Yeah. Even Dallas without uh, Randy Gregory. Yeah, they both have been very, very good. Yes. Zadarius Smith looking like an absolute beast. And then we got the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Steelers. Rematch. The first time these teams faced it was a crazy game in which you saw the Steelers prevail. Who do you think takes home the cake this time? I have the Cincinnati Bengals winning this one. I do as well. And I, I still am not really trusting Cincinnati. Five and four. Feels like they could lose every game or win every game. It certainly does, but I still have some belief in this team. that They can turn it around at the right time and get in the playoffs and make some noise in the AFC. Yeah, and the Steelers, not very good team. Um, I don't know what I was thinking, uh, trusting a coach that has exceeded expectations every single year of his career. Um, I don't know how, who would have thought they would have been this bad, but yeah, Bengals should take this pretty decisively. And then we got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Chargers. First time these two uh, these teams met this year was a crazy game in which you saw Justin Herbert uh, make some incredible throws with uh, cracked ribs. So who do you think wins this game? This time it's in Los Angeles. I have the Kansas City Chiefs winning this one. And I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think they should have won that first game. And I'm pretty angry about that, that they lost it. So this might be a little bit of a spite pick here. But I do think the Chargers are, they have enough talent to go toe-to-toe with Kansas City. And maybe this time the, the game will turn their way. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. That I think they should have won that first game versus Kansas City. But I'm hesitant to pick them with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen's status still in doubt for this one. Yeah, I mean, their, their offense has looked pretty weak, to be honest, like without those two. And an offense that I thought would probably be the best in the league this year. Been a little bit disappointing. Yes, for sure it has. And you wonder if they can still be able to get in the playoffs. Hopefully they can because Justin Herbert and this team are very fun to watch. Yes. And I hope they're able to. And now we got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Cardinals on Monday night. And the Cardinals having a win last week with Colt McCoy. Maybe we'll see. I think we'll see Kyler Murray for this game. But uh, these games are always pretty crazy. So I'm going to take the 49ers, but I'm not confident in that pick. I'll be taking the 49ers. I'm confident in that pick. You are. As I believe that the Cardinals are not very good of a team. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see what the Hard Knocks thing does, how that they paint that picture. Because first episodes, I heard they kind of made Cliff Kingberry look like a, a bit of a doofus there. And they kind of showed some the teammates fighting with each other. So 
I don't know how they, they would let all that work because the team has to have some consent on what they can't show. Oh, absolutely. I would agree with that. Right? I, I, don't, I've, I haven't really watched Hard Knocks at all, but it just seems like, yeah, the teams definitely have to have a say in what they're allowed to show. I feel like that was kind of weird they let that out, teammates fighting with each other and all that. Yeah, that is a bit odd. So I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get Kingsbury fired. Who knows what's going on there, but definitely some drama. And uh, now we're going to give, Scott's going to give you his parlay for the week. And uh, last week had a bit of a rough go, right? Yes, going all for three last week with Atlanta, Buffalo, and New Orleans. So we hope to get on track this week. This week's picks are going to be the New York Jets, the Denver Broncos, and the Chicago Bears. Ah, okay. So two underdogs in this one, right? Yes. Just underdogs at plus three and a half, and Bears at plus three, while Denver is favored by two and a half. Denver favored? Yeah. I mean, Raiders should never be favored, but... uh. So, so, uh, a very good line we've got on this one. Chance to win some good money. Yes. And I quite like this, being able to finally get some underdog picks here and win some better money this week. Yes. And what did you say the line was for that Bears game? It is three. For Atlanta, right? That's correct. Oh, I like that line. Yeah, I would take even taking the Falcons as as winners. It's gonna be a really close game. I like that. Three feels like a lot for a Falcons Falcons team at this point. But yeah, it should be a really <laughs> exciting week. I mean, this was, I think this was probably the craziest week ever last week. Seeing my Packers who looked dead win a game, seeing the Colts who looked dead win a game, and seeing the Bills how they lost just crazy. Crazy action happening last week. Not as well as the Eagles as well, finally losing a game. Yeah, and who would have thought that their undefeated season would be spoiled by the Commanders on the road? Absolutely, a, a great week of football to watch. And yes. hopefully another great one ahead. Yes, and we will look forward to seeing you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Feel free to follow us on Spotify or YouTube. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. and Scott. We are tuning out.